Hey, it's Dustin Hawkinsmith from Penn Live with what I hope is the first of a bunch of off-season Penn Live Wrestling Podcast episodes. We'll get going. Very happy to kick the things off as we lead up into the start of the college season, lead up really the high school season coming sooner than you might realize. Uh, joining me to get this thing started is Sam Barber from Air Force Academy, the head coach there for uh, eight seasons now. This is season number eight for you. Also coached at a bunch of different places at the international level as well. And uh, Sam, I appreciate you taking a little bit of time to talk about Air Force Wrestling and the Pennsylvania guys who are in your program. Hey, Dustin. Thanks for having me. Yeah, excited about, uh, you know, some of these guys, and all the guys in our program, but especially the guys that come from a hotbed of wrestling and a place where it's, uh, you know, part of the cultural fabric, uh, you know, of Pennsylvania. Well, um, talk to me just about where things are in terms of trying to ramp up for preseason and, and really getting things started with uh, with your wrestling program here. Yeah, so we start the season, we start the academic year a little bit sooner than most schools. So we started the, the first week of August. Um, you know, all the guys come back from summer training programs and the guys uh, wrap up their basic cadet training, our freshmen, and we give them a couple weeks to kind of get their feet underneath them a little bit academically, get adjusted to the academy of their new year. Um, I just wanted to get off to a great start in the other areas, you know, of leadership and academics before we start to uh, add wrestling to that mix. So we, uh, we started training probably around the 10th, 12th of August, uh, somewhat consistent basis in the weight room at first and, and, uh, and then into the mat pretty quickly, but yeah, in a bit of a preseason training phase. And, and again, we're, we're lifting four days a week. We're running a couple days a week and we're wrestling, um, four to five days a week. So, um, all with that, you know, again, like being a service Academy the whole time, the guys are balancing 18 to 21 credit hours uh, per semester academically. And, and they're involved uh, being leaders in their squadron. Yeah, and I, I think that's the really cool thing about Service Academy, and, and and I'm sure, you know, you've been there for a while, and you've been some other places, too. What are some of the unique opportunities uh, that that presents, and maybe some of the unique challenges, maybe from a, both a coaching perspective and a wrestler's perspective? Like, that's a full schedule these guys have that they're trying to juggle, but it's kind of part of the deal. You have to be able to, to handle this kind of stuff. I think it's not – I don't think it's unique to our guys. I think, you know um... – I think when you're looking at this next phase of your life and you're leaving high school and you're looking to go on to higher education, right? Like education is a big part of that. So I think when guys leave high school there, they have multidimensional goals. They obviously, um, you know, they have educational goals. They want to go to college. They want to get an education. They want to get a degree that's going to provide a lifestyle and a life form afterwards. They want to wrestle, right? They want to be, they want to compete at the highest level and, and continue to be part of the sport and use that to grow and develop. And, you know, most guys, and maybe they don't think about it quite as intentional, they probably have this idea of, like, who they want to start to become, you know, as, as a man, right? And, and, you know, what, you know, what they're going to start to shape, you know, who, who they're going to be and how they're going to show up in the workforce and the community as, as future, um, you know, husbands, fathers, and that stuff. So the one thing that's different about us is that, you know, we make space and deconflict all three of those areas for you can pursue excellence, academics, uh, in athletics and in leadership, right, in character and integrity. So I think one of the things here is we're just really intentional about all three of those areas to where you can experience growth there and achieve um, the goals you set for yourself academically, athletically, and personally, right? And um, that's really hard to do unless, unless you know, the environment you're in makes space for that. So I think that's one of the unique um, opportunities we have here is that 
you know, we're more, uh, there's more to us than, than just wrestlers or just students or, or just uh, our personal goals, right? If you come to United States Air Force Academy, you're, you know, that stuff, your time management, um, the things we do, the things we're intentional about is going to allow space and time for you to grow in all three of those areas, academically, athletically, and personally. And I think uh, the intermingling of those things is pretty fascinating to me because when I think about who would make the best candidate to be an academy student, it's like a wrestler. And then it's like, what do you, what would be, what would help a wrestler other than, you know, like leadership and discipline and learning those things? It's like those two things together, you know, to, to be prepared for the challenges of life and to go through a bunch of things and, and to grow from it. It's like those, you know, being at a service academy and wrestling, it's really, really hard, but I just can't think, you know, and this is even not supposed to be a promotional pitch for Air Force Academy. Like just looking at it, I can't think of a better way to prepare for the rigors of, of all kinds of life than to do those two things at the same time. Yeah. I think, again, I think it's just, you know, we're intentional about it. It's who we are. So you don't have to like, you don't have to try and figure those things out. You know, when I was going through college, I had, you know, athletic, academic and personal goals. And it was, it kind of fell on me to find out, you know, to decide how I was going to spend my time and energy in those different areas and balance that out and figure out how it's all going to work here. But, you know, our, it's called a schedule calls each day we wake up and we have a, we have a, a, you know, a schedule calls that tells us like, Hey, from this time to this time, you're going to focus on academics. And from this time to this time, you're going to focus on athletics. And this time from this time is going to be about leadership. And then you also have personal development time in there as well. So I think the fact that we're just intentional about deconflicting those things and make sure there's not inner conflicts between those areas just allows you to really um, be as good as you can be in all those areas. And, and again, there's lots of different pathways to success. Not a, There's a lot of successful people in the world that didn't go to service academies. Right. So we understand that, that, but uh, we didn't, we didn't, uh, we don't hold the, um, the patent on it, but we feel like we got a pretty good system and feel like it's pretty proven. And I can show you some hard data that if you cut, you know, this experience, this opportunity uh, has provided, you know, real success for guys academically, athletically, and personally. What's when a kid arrives um, as a young freshman, I know there there's time built in to get their legs under them, as you, as you mentioned, but what's um, I mean, do most kids arrive with the, the framework of the discipline required? Like, is that something that has to be, you know, taught to them or do you, are you going after guys that you don't have to kind of teach that basic framework of what they're going to need? Like, what are the, what are the challenges that most young cadets face when they arrive there? Oh, uh, that, that's a great question. And something that, you know, we've, you know, kind of really tried to uh, focus on a little bit, but it starts in the recruiting process for us. And, and for us, when we're looking at you, obviously we're watching your film as a wrestler to see, if we think you can compete to the high level. Um, but, and, and we're also trying to as much sense as we can, you know, we're going to background check you and, and watch, you know, your habits and see if you have a passion for wrestling that's going to last the next four years. Right. And get you through this collegiate athletic experience. Um, your transcripts tell us quite a bit about, you know, where you're at academically. Um, but we're, again, we think this thing, we call them academy kids. And I think we're looking for academy kids. And that's it's, that's a little bit um, loosely defined what that means. But obviously looking for people to make good personal choices socially, right? Like people have service on their heart. Uh, most of the guys that come here don't come from military families in our wrestling program. So out of the 38, 39 guys on our roster, only one or, one or two of them have a first, first generation tie to the military. Most of them are just um, 
kids from good um, salt of the earth families that care about doing things right. They have service on their heart. You know, they, they, they do things in their community for other people and, and that makes them feel good. And they come here. That's the idea behind a service academy, right? When they graduate, they're going to serve. They're going to make a difference in the world. They're going to be able to make a huge difference in the world from day one in, in graduation. So for us, um, you know, in the recruiting process, we're trying to identify like who the academy kids are. You know, do they have, do they have the academic horsepower to succeed here? And then do they have a love for the sport and are they coachable? And you know, do they have you know the baseline skill set to to really compete in, in a Power Five conference in the Big Twelve at the Division One level? I think one of the things we've identified is we're just really not a um, rehabilitative program, right? It's just like you have to have some sense, you have some level of uh, proficiency in those three areas. Uh, there's certain things that we can really help you with, and I think if your of you know academics was not 100% your strong suit but you still could gain admittance to i think we have a good system here to provide support and opportunities for you to grow academically and be successful uh, more developmental program in wrestling you know the guys we get here are not the number one recruit in the country a lot of the times but they're guys that come in they buy into our program and uh, and we're able to develop those guys a lot of guys that had success for us at the national level um, you know, they weren't highly recruited at other Division One schools. We developed them here within our system. Uh, the one thing we haven't, you know, uh, been able to do is take somebody that maybe didn't 100% fit our culture uh, and maybe wasn't 100% uh, bought into um, our core values and, and and shift that. You know, that's been that's been the one thing that we've identified is like uh, that that's a pretty hard thing for us to move and get you to if you don't already have some semblance with you when you get here. When you're talking about those guys that you've developed that weren't prime time recruits, like what are the qualities that, that you feel like you can recognize in addition to, you know, some of the cultural stuff and the ac academic stuff you described that can kind of make them hidden gems. Like what, what thinks, what, what do you see where you think like we can unlock more out of this kid? Yeah. The, the number one thing is probably just a deep, deep personal desire um, that they own uh, for pursuing excellence. And, uh, you know, kids that like on their own have chosen, like, I want to compete and be at the highest level and I'm willing to do the things that are required to get there, you know, and that leads to the, um, the work ethic, the discipline and, and the ability to sacrifice and even suffer at times, like chosen suffering to, uh, to get there. So that, that's been the number one thing is, you know, we, you can be, um, talented, but if you're not intrinsically motivated, um, to compete at the highest level, then you won't do do the things you want to do so the intrinsic motivation and then having a, um, this idea of a vision and goal where you want to be and then having the passion to make that your purpose and do the hard things that have to be done even when you don't necessarily feel like doing them especially here when you have to when you have to balance um, multiple demands, right? This is not just a one-dimensional place, like we said. Like, and we're and we're we're grateful for that it's not. Like, there's three things. There's three balls in the air. You're gonna have to keep it all times, and that's gonna have to be leadership, athletics, and academics. And the guys that do the best in our program are the guys that really have a deep desire and a strong intrinsic motivation to achieve their goals, and um, they can identify, you know, where they want to go, what's required to get there, and then they do the work. Um, via their own choice to get there. Right. And, you know, coaching for us, like coaching is I can, I can teach, I can help you make adjustments in your wrestling. 
Um, I can provide a structure and a program that has the resources, the coaches, uh, the competition schedule, the budget, um, you know, the, the access to the Olympic Training Center, all of those things. But at the end of the day, you truly have to want to do those things and you have to get yourself to take full advantage of those opportunities that are around you. You know, this, this quest to find these types of guys has brought you to Pennsylvania um, more and more. It's, it seems like, how have you, um, why have you, have you uh, drifted in this direction? Uh, what is it about, you know, I don't want to generalize Pennsylvania kids, but what is it about this area or this state um, that lends itself to, to guys who fit in there? And uh, you know, how have you, how have you built that pipeline up to get, I don't know what well, you got, like eight or nine kids um, from Pennsylvania now. I think I think one thing is that we look for places and in, in, you know and, and there's small pockets of them all over the United States, right? And Pennsylvania is obviously a large pocket, but we look for places and people and and uh, clubs and teams that um, you know already kind of have the environment that we're you know they already have they are they create environment very similar to ours, maybe just at the club level or in the high school program. But in Pennsylvania, again, it's part of the cultural framework of 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 that state that if you're going to be a wrestler, this is what you do. This is how you get there to compete at a high level. Um, and, and again, like you have to be pretty dang good to compete at a high level in the state of Pennsylvania. I've been coming to the state tournament there for over, you know, close to 15, 16 years. So I think that part of it, um, finding people, uh, you know, from, from Pennsylvania or Iowa or Minnesota or, you know, Ohio, those real strong, those rich, those real strong, um, traditionally rich states in the, in the sport of wrestling, they already have a culture in place um, locally that sets an expectation of this is what it looks like to pursue excellence in wrestling. And there's other places like that. Obviously, I don't want to upset anybody that's going to be in our recruiting base that's not from those states right like we found kids like that all over the united states and we've have kids we've had kids from all 50 states pretty much um so that part of it uh but it again like when you when you get a kid from pennsylvania you kind of know what you're getting uh when you talk about um coming to the state tournament walk me through how you as a coach looking for talent watch this thing there's a billion things happening at once you have to you have to do something to narrow your scope whether that's a list of names or whatever how, how do you go about you know observing this tournament like this uh in a, in a productive way you know it's really if you're in that tournament you're probably you know you're probably a division one level kid right like so that that's the unique thing about PA is like some, and we've been, we've been recruiting across the nation and we got a pretty good sense and um, of like, Hey, if you're from this state um, and you're, you know, one time state qualifier placer, like you're a division one level kid. And like, if you're from this state over here, you probably need to be three to four times state placer or medalist or champion to be a, a, a division one type kid. So most of the kids in PA, if they're at the state tournament, especially as juniors, right? We get to say term as a junior, you're probably a D1 type caliber kid. So I think outside of that, then once you're there, you're kind of just looking for maybe a skill set a little bit and, and seeing like, hey, how does this guy, you know, does he does he do some of the things that you think he needs to do to be successful? Um, visual wrestling, the X factor, the X factor in college wrestling, in my opinion, is top. You know, if if you're if you're if you're if you can if you can wrestle on the mat top bottom, um, you know that can be an X factor for you. Guys that have been su really successful for us, like 
Um, Coleman Owen, who's a, who's a four-time national qualifier, he was a terror on top. You know, um, Wyatt Hendrickson, our heavyweight, had uh, 19 pins last year. He's pretty good when he gets on top of you, right? So, like that part of it. And PA has just always had a real strong reputation for being, um, you know, being tough on top. So that's another thing for us, uh, being a, a, you know, in a Power Five conference, but in a little bit smaller school, finding kids that can wrestle in the top position um, is is really really helpful. So and those PA kids are really strong there. Uh, let me ask you about a couple kids from close to home here for us. Cole Forrester from Shippensburg, uh, who's been with you for a while, and you've seen his development from start to finish. What have you seen from him and when it comes to his personal growth and wrestling growth and leadership, all, all those areas we've talked about? How has he grown in, in those um, areas? Yeah, you know, Cole, you know, he has he's had a ton of growth in our program. You know, he's grown athletically. I mean, where he was at as a freshman to where he was at um, right now, I, mean, I was watching him drill with Wyatt Hendrickson. Um, a week ago and and he's just running he's running through his offense on his feet and it's just like really really good sound stuff you know really sharp um, you know just really um, wrestling well in those positions and and that that's, that that wasn't him four years ago and and, the, and that's that the credit belongs to Cole because he's one of those kids that I talked about that's had a real strong intrinsic motivation to grow his wrestling and get better so he uh, you know as a freshman we're you know, kind of challenge like, hey, like, hey, what's it look like for you to commit this and be as good as you can be? And and I feel like he heard that message and and he's really he's really dove in. He's anytime there's an opportunity, you know, he wants to be he wants to have the opportunity to go wrestling. It was U23s, I think, at the end of his sophomore year. Um, it was last year when we had some opportunities to get him in the lineup. It didn't matter who it was against or where it was at or what the circumstances was. He wanted to go out and compete. So on the wrestling side of it, th there's no doubt about it. His growth over the over the four year, four years he's been here, he he's he's just not the same guy he was when he was a freshman. Um, leadership wise, he um again he was he's got been a guy in our program that has just grown and increased, and you can just watch his successes increase as he got older to the to the point where where he was um a candidate to be a team captain on our team this year as a senior uh he's he has a wings he has a wing level job at the air force academy so he has a job at, at a level that leads four thousand cadets here at the air force academy so he leads at the highest level at the air force academy at an institution where everybody's a leader so that part of it and then just his maturity um you know again is he's continued to grow and evolve and and he's a kid that, if you know anything about him, you know, if you know who he is locally, you know his family background. And, you know, this is not something that he had to do. It's something he chose to do, right? Um, he had plenty of great opportunities for himself after high school. And uh, he chose the road less traveled, chose a service academy, chose selfless service, chose to be some part of something bigger than himself, chose to wrestle in a Power Five conference at the Division One level, level. So, um yeah, I'm, we're really grateful for that Cole's in, in our program, and he's just done an outstanding job. And uh, I talked to him just about getting an assignment at the, at the Space Force, and, you know, the, the cool part of that is that's a really forward-thinking, future-thinking yeah. position. Um, and I know, you know, you got to get a bunch of guys placed in, in jobs of – um, what'd you think when he got placed in really just a job that he really wanted? Like, I don't know if that's, if everybody gets exactly what they want or what percentage gets exactly what they want. Um, uh, but he, he did. And how cool is that for him? 
I think it's really cool. And I think, you know, that part of it, going back to what we said uh, initially, when we talked about guys that are, have real strong intrinsic motivation and they have very specific goals that they want to achieve. When I'm recruiting to the United States Air Force Academy and, you know, we try and be a hundred percent trans. Well, we are hundred percent transparent. Like you can tell me you want a job and I can say, well, that opportunity exists, but I can't guarantee you that you're going to have that. But um, what we found out in our wrestling program is that, if you come in with strong intrinsic motivation, very specific goal that you want, and you bet on yourself, then you get the job that you desire in the Air Force Academy. And that's really been um, that's really been the case. And that we just have had uh, almost 100% job placement. Obviously, we have 100% job placement. If you come here, you're going to get a job. But we've had about 100% job placement in getting the job that you exactly want. So we've had guys like, Hey, I want to come here and I want to be a pilot. Well, those guys have gotten those jobs, you know, in 2020, we had eight seniors and all eight of them became pilots and that was the job they desired. Right. And the last two years we've had um, two guys come here from day one and say, Hey, like I want to go to medical school and be a doctor. Both those guys are now at Oklahoma state going to medical school. We have two other guys in the pipeline now with the same, very specific goal. So that's been for us. If you come here and you and if you uh, if you don't know exactly what you want to do, then you're going to get exposed to a lot of different opportunities, and you're going to get to see and find something that fits you. And you'll have time and space to make an educated decision, an informed decision to find that out. You're not going to get pushed into a job doing something that you don't absolutely love doing. But if you do have a specific goal, or if you do, or you or you define that goal as a sophomore, um, and you bet on yourself again. Uh, you're going to use the things that you learned in the sport of wrestling your whole life to uh, to make yourself successful and get the job that you want to get. And, you know, that was cool. And Cole, um, I don't I, I would guess Cole kind of figured out that he wanted to do Space Force acquisitions maybe maybe last year, you know, maybe about a year ago. And um, and once he decided that's what he wanted to do, he set his focus on that. And uh, and, and he's responsible for making that happen. He did the work to put himself in a position to get exactly what he wanted. Last thing for, I just wanted to ask you about Josh Miller from, uh, from central dolphin who's, who's close here. And I, I, if I recall his recruiting process kind of got a little bit late in the game and he was really yeah. looking for opportunity. You guys came, came around late. What, what'd you see at that point in time that thought, you know, that you thought, you know, could fit in your program that there was more that he could achieve on a wrestling mat too. Well, again, I think he has a good skill set. I mean, he's a dangerous guy, you know, he can wrestle in a lot of positions and, um, and I think for us, like we saw a guy that scored points. He saw a guy that has a passion that he loves to compete. Um, you know, he's, he's got a great, um, disposition. He, you know, he's, uh, he's, you know, he always, he always brings a smile to practice. He lifts his teammates up. So for us, like we, what we saw on the wrestling was like, this guy's dangerous. You know, he can, and he, he could be a guy that could be hard to wrestle with. And he's for him, he's working on figuring out like, Hey, like when can I take risk? And, and, and put guys in positions they're not comfortable being in without giving up position, you know, to where it puts myself at a disadvantage, right? You got to balance that out a little bit more in college because guys are pretty fundamentally sound. And, uh, but he's doing a good job at that. And uh, he loves to compete. You can see it. He, when he comes to practice, he competes every day. Um, he enjoys the process again. Like at times it's like, he, he's, you know, it's just like, he's just working his tail off. You look over there and he's still smiling. He's still smiling. Right. So, that part of it, um, you know, I think for him, it's just going to be, it, there's going to be a time where if he keeps doing what he's doing, where it clicks, 
and he's gonna he's gonna find that balance between like, hey, how can about how can I be a dangerous guy, hey, but yet still be sound in fundamental positions that I have to be um, to win matches, um, not just win wrestling matches in college, but win wrestling matches at a high level, right? So, but he's been he's he's been a great addition to our program, and and he's uh, you know, he's had he's had uh, some opportunities for for growth you know he's had some opportunities for growth in our program and and some of it hasn't been easy but he's done he's done a good job of taking that on and 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 growing through it uh what's the feeling like as so as as a coach you're you're evaluating guys before they get there whether you want to offer them a, a chance to come there or not whenever you see a kid come in and 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 then you know you see it with your own eyes okay this is who i thought i was getting because there's always a little bit of doubt right there's always a little bit like i got to see it before but to to confirm what you believed about somebody you know recruiting it's it's like a, you know it's one of those things that's part science part art right and like and if some, if you can figure out a formula where X equals, you know, whatever, right? Like if, if, if you can come up with a known, like a known, like, Hey, th- every time this is, it's going to be heads. Like when I flip the coin, every time it's going to be head recruiting, you probably make a billion dollars, right? Because it's like that part of it, you know, the number one recruit in the country that everybody was sure was going to be, you know, a national champion, a world champion, you know, those guys haven't always produced that same result. Right. And then there's been, a, you know, kids that like, Hey, this kid can't wrestle at Division One level, and he comes. They come through, and they and they have this great story, and they're successful. So, I think um, for us, like again, we just kind of try and make value based decisions in our program, and try and find people that fit us as an institution. We don't. Uh, we tell people all the time, I'm not going to sell you on this, but I'm going to educate you on the opportunity and hope that you choose to be here because if you're if this is the right place for you, and and, and you're the right guy for us, then usually good things happen you know, good things happen. But since we've done that, since we've started chasing, um, you know, a little bit more of a value, a value-based approach and looking at guys that way. And um, we've had more success versus just looking at the bracket, you know, look, going down the podium from the top to the bottom, you know, and, and making offers to the top. He says, no, go to second, go to third, you know, all the way down through. And it's sometimes that, you know, again, like uh, we're human, we're no difference. You know, we're, watching social media and one of our competitors gets a national rank kid. We're like, Oh, you know, like, gosh, you know, but then like, but the reality of it is, is like, you know, we know that we're going to do the best in our program with um, finding the right people that fit into our culture and our values. And I think if you look at the most successful programs in the country from Penn state to Missouri to Minnesota, um, I feel like those guys, you know, Coach Smith and Coach Sanderson and Coach Eggum would say the same thing, right? Like they're their most successful teams. Uh, it happens when they find when they find the right guys that you know fit the culture. So, um, it, you know, I think biggest thing is just um, really watching what people do versus listening to what they say. So the that's what I've been that's what I've been most pleasantly surprised when when you got a guy that. Doesn't say a whole lot, but he shows up and he does the work every day. Um, you know, those are the guys you're like, you're kind of shaking your head like, yeah, that's that's where it's at right there. You know, the guys putting in the extra work, the guys coming to practice every day and consistently in their actions, doing the things that are required for them to achieve their goals. Because everybody in the recruiting process tells you they want to be an All-American national champion. Um, but there's a difference in understanding like what that path looks like and what you got to do to get there. And again, 
uh, the biggest thing is like the realization of it, like it has to be you. You have to own it, right? Nobody can do it for you. No coach. You know, the greatest coach in the world isn't going gonna, isn't gonna to be able to get your hand raised. You have to put the work in. You have to put the time in. It has to be. It has to be you. Uh, there's a difference between wanting the result and wanting the process really. I mean, what it comes down to. Um, and that's a great lesson to end on here. That's Sam Barber from air force Academy here on the Penn live wrestling podcast. If you haven't done so already, uh, subscribe, download pretty much anywhere podcast can be found. And coach, I appreciate you uh, taking a little time for us. Appreciate you. And, you know, again, we got a strong connection in PA would like to keep it that way. Um, you know, so, uh, we'll be, we'll be back in the state, um, talking to some guys out that way here soon. All right. Well, I think there's going to be some guys who are looking forward to seeing you and uh, we'll see you next time here on the Penn Live Wrestling Podcast. Appreciate it.